Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I hope you've had a great week. This is the Champions of Happy podcast. On this podcast, I talk to my friends about what makes them happy, what makes them smile and what brings them joy. I'd like to start the podcast today with a lovely review we've had on iTunes. It's from JC Peer, titled, Oh Happy Days, It's Five Stars. Thank you, JC Peer. He says, a great podcast to give you a break from all the negativity and make you think about all the good things that you have in your life. Great host and format, can't wait for more. Thank you very much, JC Peer, that's very kind. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not also go and give it five stars on iTunes and leave a lovely review? That way more people will see it on iTunes and can listen in and we can make the champions of happy podcast grow and grow. We are on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Name it, we are there. And so yeah, if you want to get more involved, follow us on all social media platforms. On this week's episode of the podcast, I talked to my friend Martin. He's a performer, actor and dancer. We talk about his work on the touring show of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and the work he's been doing while theatres have been closed down due to COVID as his work as a carer. I hope you enjoy it. It's a really lovely podcast and a great episode. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to the podcast, Martin. Hi, James. How are you doing? Hello. How are you? I, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> a bit sweaty today, um, but otherwise fine. It is a hot day. Yesterday was incredibly hot and today is just just hotter, actually, I think today's going to be. I do love it, though. Um, this is the weather I am used to, I guess. Well, yeah, not so much anymore, but... Because where are you, uh, sorry, for everyone uh, listening, can you please give us a brief introduction as to who you are? So my name is Martin um, and I am South African. And then I moved to the UK and kind of to London uh, six years ago. It'll be six years next week, beginning of August. Nice. nice. And uh, what what, uh, brought you over here from South Africa? Um, I guess I just wanted more opportunities like work-wise. I studied there as a performer and um, by the time that I was out of college and even kind of in college, I'd worked with a few companies, dance companies, um, and just wanted to try to do something different, I guess. Um, I knew that I could always move home if I needed to, um, Mm -hmm. but wanted to kind of try living somewhere else. And now I'm applying for citizenship and it's... uh, yeah, it's all a bit crazy. Yeah, that's we we had um, Wayne, an Australian, on the podcast and um, on episode three. Go listen to it, listeners, if you haven't already. Um, uh, talking about his he's applied for citizenship because like, he's from Australia and how that's proven yeah. to be a little bit difficult now because of Brexit. So I can't imagine what it's like for you. And expensive. Yeah. Do you have to go yeah. back over there to get stuff done before you? No. So go over here. After... How does it work? After five years, I got indefinite leave to remain. Um, And that was kind of the more lengthy process. Um, Like I had to do the the life in the UK test, 
it's like all of the history stuff. Um, you probably know more, way more than anyone actually who actually is from the UK than anyone I, else. Like I, I've tried that test. I have failed it a number of times. Yeah. I mean, you have to study. And it's, it's not a big book, but I did, I did enjoy studying for it. And it, it is interesting content. Um, there was Do you some remember any of the eighth, uh, And sixth, sixth musical was uh, quite he- helpful yes. for, that, for those <laughs> questions. Um, yeah, and then there's like stuff about kind of how many people on a jury in various countries in the, in the United Kingdom. And I don't remember the answers, but um, one of the <laughs> countries has a different number to the others. I feel oh. like it might have been Scotland. Who knows? Um, but it was interesting. And like, there's a lot of stuff about kind of tolerance and um, yeah, there's some very like interesting points. I also had to do an English language test to prove I could speak. I mean, um, you're doing a pretty good job now. So that's thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that one was like more um, labor intensive, I guess, as far as getting all these certificates and tests out the way. Um, mm-hmm. And now this time, I think it's just a bit more formal. Um, so like there's, once I get the application approved, I had to have one of those ceremonies. Oh, you have to like stand up and have a little certificate. Yeah, and like um, swear fealty to the, to, the, to the queen, I think. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't really know how that's all happening at the moment. Um, mm. A friend of mine's applied recently, and he's still waiting um, to hear back. So we'll see. But just okay. cracking on, yeah. But you're a, a trained dancer, is that right? Yes, a uh, performer, actor, performer. singer, dancer. Yeah. Ah, so where um, did you perform? Uh, so where did you uh, train? Sorry. I trained uh, at the Cape Academy of Performing Arts in Cape Town, um, which does have quite the heavy dance focus, um, and it's set in like this beautiful like this a mountain just up the road um and the seaside like 10-15 minutes down the road um yeah so that's where i trained and uh i've mostly been working in musicals over here nice how long did you train for three years and were you did we always perform perform that's not a word uh Come on, James, podcast. Um, were you always inclined to the, the performing arts? Yeah, I... Um, my dad was quite, like, uh, artistic, musical. Um, he played the guitar and, like, encouraged us to listen to some really varied musical references. Um, and we had, like, a few musicals on DVD, um, or prior to that, VH1. Uh, VH, VHS, sorry. Not Wait, what's VH1, a VHS? VHS? I don't know. I'm too young to know what that is. What? Don't you don't know, know what a VHS is? is? Yeah. What's a VHS? I don't um, know. <laughs> oh, those clunky things that you had to rewind. <laughs> um, so we had Cats on VHS. Oh. And I used to watch that heaps. And I think that was the first musical I saw. Okay. And then when I was 11, um, I had quite a progressive high school, which let me take dance instead of PE. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I switched after my first term at a new, high, a new junior school. Um, and then going into high school, I could take dance as a subject. And, um, yeah. yeah so I just cool. got more I... and more serious. 
Uh, I hated PE as a kid. I, I, I wouldn't have been very good at dance, but I, I, too, I could have faked dance, I suppose. Just contemporary. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, what are you doing, James? Swaying. Just not to do Well, football. I mean, I'd, I think um, it's, it's a lot more structured than kicking the ball around, <laughs> I guess. Um, not to, like, knock any athletes and sports people. I doubt there are any listening anyway, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> so is it just you, when you said, you mentioned your sister, is it just you and your sister, siblings-wise? Yeah, siblings-wise, just me and my sister. And did she go down um, the creative avenue as well? She has always danced um, and uh, sung as well and dabbles, um, but she ended up getting two degrees in chemical engineering and is doing something very different to me. So. Oh wow! So I know I, I know you've worked on Priscilla. Um, yes. When was I have that? Done... Tell us everything about that. Well, I I was on my third Priscilla contract when theatres closed uh, in March. Um, so I, I've been lucky to do various versions of the show. Um, two UK tours, one tour to New Zealand. Um, yeah, it's been like an amazing journey. I love the show. Um, it's a feel-good jukebox musical uh, that has some like really um, important moments um, and a lot of heart. Uh, and I love it. Has the story, and has do different um, productions, do they change the story at all as times have, have changed? Or is it all kind of the same storyline? Uh, the storyline doesn't really shift much. Um, there are things that I think now in 2020 um, are looked at slightly differently um, and handled differently, namely kind of the Aboriginal character um, who we meet in the desert, Jimmy, um, and then Cynthia, who is the one who plays with the ping pongs. Ah, of course. Cool. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, That's the scene. So, you know, in 2020, you just kind of have to handle these things slightly differently. And, um, but the material doesn't really change. Um, I think it's more just how you kind of address it in the show um, and who you cast and how those performers handle it. Um, but yeah, the, some of the years I've worked with have all been wonderful. And it's been nice to have kind of conversations around their heritage and... Um, any discrimination they may have felt and what they feel, uh, how they connect with the character. Um, so yeah, I have had a few of those conversations. I mean, it's not my, I'm not a creative on the show, so it's not like really my place, but it is sure. fun to discuss these things. Hmm. Um, what, and, what role did yeah. you play within the, uh, the show? This last time I was a swing, uh, which meant uh, oh, I, a swing. <laughs> Uh, an on-stage swing, to be more specific. You get on-stage and you get off-stage off -stage swings. Um, and we have to learn the ensemble's uh, tracks. So in a show, you get different, um, what you call a track, and that's kind of one person's journey throughout the show. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I have to learn what all the boys were doing. And then if one of them themselves or went on for their understudies I would jump into their roles nice. um, which was quite the challenge on the brain yeah that sounds um, intense but 
amazing because you get to see the show well you get to like experience the show from various viewpoints and like one night I'll be in a scene on stage left and then like the next night I'll be on stage right and you kind of get to like you get this completely like 360 view of the show as the contract goes on and um it feels good to know a show inside out and um different nights get to do different things because eight shows a week um doing the same thing as much as i love it um does have moments of tediousness Mm -hmm. um and you know when you you get to a bit of a lull in a tour or a run a contract um it's hard to find the kind of those moments that spice things up and keep the show alive for you and as a swing you don't really get to that point because you're always doing something new and exciting and different Mm. um so yeah, it was a great challenge uh, and something I would love to continue doing. Um, when theatres reopen, I think I will continue to try and be a swing, get booked as a swing. Nice. I've never heard that term before. There we go. Learning something new every day. Now the costumes on that show, they I've seen pictures and they're they're insane. So and did you do? Were you in drag the entire show, or how does it work that way? Uh, so Priscilla, actually, we jump in and out of drag quite a lot um so usually there's like two or so drag queens who are in full drag throughout um and the rest of the ensemble kind of jump in and out of drag with some tricks and backstage magic oh. <laughs> uh, yeah um, I, I just wonder how what that's like on your skin i mean the, the makeup it, like you said eight shows a week like you're constantly having some sort of makeup on your face what is it like on your skin uh not too bad i think because um when i do the drag rolls you kind of remove it with lots of oils which keeps your skin nice and moisturized um so my skin fares fairly well um but it does require a little bit of work um as with anything anything you have to take care of yourself um your skin your body Ankles, calves, shins in the high heels. Um, so lots of like stretching and rolling out on a foam roller. Um, occasionally seeing a masseuse or a physio. Um, the, the tricky thing about touring is that you are often on different stages that are maybe angled or raked differently. Mm-hmm. So that's when the stage has a... Um, it's higher in the back than it is at the front. It's at an angle, which is always a little bit, uh, just needs to be managed carefully yeah. in the high heels. I was gonna, um, I, yeah, so I literally, my next question was going to be, are you in heels for the entire show? Or again, like in that? and out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so certain numbers are like drag numbers and certain numbers we are boys um or just regular people as opposed to fabulous drag queens or um magical cupcake beings um (laughs) that's one of my favorites actually the oh what were you you describe what you wore for that yeah so um there's been different versions of the show and the original costume is a massive green skirt that looks like a cupcake so um it kind of goes out 
and it's green and it has like kind of these big smarty like things on top. And then the bit that falls to the floor is the kind of crinkled cupcake holder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we wear a headdress with a candle on it. Um, and then because it's MacArthur Park and someone left the cake out in the rain, we've got massive extended umbrellas with um, this like tinsel that looks like rain. Um, oh. So that's one of my favorite scenes. And then in the newer tour that I was doing until March, we were a bit more uh, cute, I guess. Um, and uh, it wasn't quite as large a costume so that we could dance more. And dancing with Castle Park was quite the blast. Um, and I was dressed as a cherry tart. So it was a bit more of a tutu like. Um, costume uh that uh hung off my waist and had little cherries on it and um the breast part was also little cherries and uh yeah so that 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 was probably my favorites in both versions of the show have you done drag outside of the show for anything else for fun for work yes uh for fun occasionally um because once you get paid for something Mm. that requires that much work uh it is hard to (laughs) um kind of you know go through all that when you don't get a paycheck at the end Mm. um so a couple summers ago i worked at a um kind of dinner cabaret thing as a drag queen got to do some lip syncs what was Um, your name I didn't really have one at the time. Okay. Um, and I was like a part of a little dance troupe of drag queens. So I've never kind of worked as a drag queen on my own. So I've never really required a name. I've had a few over the years, but not settled on one. Still finding your name. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, if if you don't have a kind of show to promote or... I don't, I'm not sure I, I'm quite wanting to create a drag personality um, and, you know, take bookings and stuff and but work as, as a solo act as a drag queen. So mm-hmm. who knows? Um, but for now, I'm wanting to get back on stage eventually. Yeah, but but we'll see when that happens. Where, where, cause I know you've toured around, across the world. Where's been your favourite place to perform and tour? Oh, um, there's so many fantastic cities. And the nice thing for me um, as, you know, someone who is wanting to become a citizen here, uh, I've been able to see large parts of the country um, and work all over. And uh, on my first UK tour, we got to be in Edinburgh over Christmas and New Year's. I think we had two or three weeks there. And that's a fantastic city. I've gone back and performed Panto in Edinburgh. Um, and their New Year's celebration is not to be missed. The Hogmanay is well worth going to at some point. Um, and I didn't think I would like manage the cold very well being outside on New Year's during winter. But uh, after a couple of drinks and once you're dancing, you don't feel it. So <laughs> it's that, fine. Uh, that winter coat on. <laughs> Yeah, and then this year um, I was in Brighton over Christmas and New Year, which was really lovely. And uh, I have a traditional Christmas Day swim 
in the ocean. Oh, that sounds grim. <laughs> Refreshing. And I, I took part in that because, you mm. know, when you're in all of these cities, why not do as the locals do? So yeah. I jumped in the ocean on Christmas Day. Very brave. Which was fun. <laughs> yeah. I love Brighton, but it's not the nicest beach. Oh, I mean, it's not, we don't mean sand. It's like pebbles and rocks in Brighton. So. Yeah, I mean, that's unusual for me. Um, I'm quite used to golden sandy beaches, I guess. <laughs> um, but maybe I'm a bit spoiled uh, growing up where I did. No, it sounds... Yeah, oh, lucky, the lucky way you described me. it before, it sounded amazing. I'd love to go sometime. <laughs> uh, so, well worth w- checking out. Yeah. Do you have any shows uh, in your brain that you you know you'd one day if you could wave a magic wand then you could just do that show do you have any particular shows that you wish you could do um i would love to do cats at some point um because it's one of those ones that like i know it's marmite for some people you either love it or you hate it Mm -hmm. um but having watched it as we said earlier since i was a kid um it's really informed my dance style and um yeah, I think kind of doing that would be a nice full circle journey. Um, but yeah, we'll see, I guess. I get nervous kind of saying these things. That's, um, I mean, yeah, that's understandable. I mean, not to put the question knows? too much then, but do you have a cat in mind that you'd like to be? Uh, not really. Um, there are a few and there are some that I couldn't be because of my height. Um, and there are some that I could be, but if I continued to be a swing, I could be various cats. Hmm. Uh, and I think that would be ideal at this point. I've not seen the movie, but have you seen the movie? Yes, me and a few friends went to go and see the movie, and um, we were invited at the time, doing Priscilla, and they had, some of them had been in Cats and done the show all over the world. Um, and watching it with them was interesting. Um, it is quite the cinematic experience. Uh-huh. Uh, one that I will not be repeating anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> because it was so good, right? That you can't Yeah, I think that. personally I will stick to uh, the original production that they recorded um, and one can watch on DVD and stuff. Because that That's one will nice. always have a special place in my heart. Um, and this new version does not. No. I just I remember I haven't like I said I, I I might watch it and love it but I just remember seeing the trailer and thinking I just kind of wish everyone was wearing a regular costume rather than the weird CGI fur and I'm like just put on some costumes and some face paint yeah but, and then some of them have trousers some of them don't some hmm. of them have shoes some of them don't um, yeah it's an interesting thing to watch. Um, and they definitely made some bold choices. Hmm, choices were made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so obviously, we, are, as we know, we're all on crummy coronavirus lockdown-y, as things are easing off. But mm-hmm. How have you been spending your time? Well, where are you? I think you're in, you're in London. So. North London, yeah. Yeah. So are, are yeah. you with flatmates, friends, family? I, so coming off tour was a little bit tricky. Um, because I did not have a permanent place to stay. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, the flat that I used to live in, uh, the girl who took my room when I left to go on tour, decided she was going to go home um, permanently. So she moved out of the room that was mine, and I'm now back in. 
so it feels quite homely, homey. Um, I've got three flatmates, two of whom I lived with before and get along with very well. The new one I also get along with very well, but I obviously just met her when we started lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been good. We've got a little garden that we share um, with our neighbors downstairs and um, some parks nearby. So it's nice. Um, and it's been good to kind of have a space that's mine and get all my things back out of their various storage places. Because um, mm. obviously one tours with a singular suitcase. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It was a little bit stressful, um, but things worked out well with kind of getting my back and getting come to my London home again. Oh, good, good. And yeah. what, what have you been, while you're not dancing and performing and singing and dragging up, what have you been doing work-wise? So I um, haven't really been eligible for any government help uh, for various reasons. Um, so I jumped into applying for jobs and I am one for keeping busy. I don't really like to um, have a lot of time on my hands. I get a bit idle. And so I got work initially as a porter at the Nightingale Hospital oh. at the Excel, mm-hmm. um, which was a really interesting experience. Um, and kind of, I looked at doing various things but it felt quite good to kind of be able to help out with the NHS. Um, and yeah, so I was the pharmacy porter at the Nightingale. So I would run medication from the pharmacy, which was at one end. I don't know if anyone's been to the XL, but it's lengthy. It's huge. Um, yeah. And the wards that were open uh, were at the other end. So basically I'd get a call, run to the pharmacy, grab the medication that they needed and take it to the other side. And there were all these systems in place, um, obviously to stop the virus. Um, so there were kind of areas that we could go and areas that we couldn't go and little rooms, which we could leave things in that were airtight and whatnot. And then the people on the other side would come in and get the medication once I was out of it. So yeah, I did that until the Nightingale closed. And then um, I got work as a carer. Uh, So I now go to people's houses and um, help them, uh, older folk mostly, uh, who might need help cleaning or with some domestic work or um, sometimes I cook for them. Yeah, Uh, keeps me busy cycling around North London to various people's homes. but yeah, so it's tough work uh, and it's minimum wage, which is difficult. And um, I think care workers deserve more than that. Mm. And I say that not just because I am one, um, but I will not be one forever. Um, but it's been a really interesting experience. Have to... you been any interesting characters while doing, being a carer? Uh, I really like the kind of team I work with um, in the office. Uh, and but out in the field, you, you mostly on your own. Okay. Um, there's a few uh, appointments where you are paired up with someone 
um, perhaps because someone is bedbound and needs more than one person to take care of them. But mostly you're on your own. Um, so yeah, I haven't actually met that many of my colleagues. Yeah. And the, the people you're caring for, I, how do you, do you have to stay in so far away from each other? How, or can you be in the same space? How does that kind of work? So I um, have to get into a whole bunch of PPE. Uh, so masks, gloves, aprons, um, shoe covers, arm covers. And is that something you've done before in the past or is this something that's just completely new that you've picked up? Nope. It is a new thing. Um, I joked about these being my apocalypse jobs uh, at the start of lockdown. Um, but yeah, uh, something, you know, a few of my friends, in fact, a lot of musical theatre performers got jobs in supermarkets. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something I looked at, but um, I don't know if that would have worked very well for me. Like, I don't like just kind of being in one place, sure. sitting at a till might have driven me a little crazy. I did see um, on Twitter a few performers tweeting something like, "I've been cast as the role of cashier or yes, shop boy." Lots and, of those job is a job, and when we all need one right now, then why not? But yeah, I can understand if you're, if you're someone who's used to being around, being a carer, going from place to place is probably more suited to you. Yeah, you get to cycle around and interact with a few different people every day. Um, and I really enjoy kind of uh, getting to know the people I care for. Um, and kind of you build a relationship with not just them, but also their family. Um, so yeah, it's been good. That's cute. Well, God bless you. Mm. Um, that's good what you're doing. And how have you found uh, lockdown hair? Have you managed to have a hair? I mean, you probably, I'm going on Zoom. I did, a I did have a haircut the second the um, hairdressers opened. That's very nice. Uh, I got to see my normal hairdresser. I'm quite loyal to him. <laughs> um, I like going back to the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, when you saw so, each other, was it like, you're back? <laughs> yeah it was nice um to have a little catch up uh yeah but i think you know he's he was then quite busy from then on i'm kind of due sure. for another one at some point because that was what beginning of last month really already oh, beginning of july how how fast did your hair grow i don't know it's just because i like the fady bit on the side which is addicted <laughs> yeah so every six weeks i think that's normal for a haircut Oh, no, I mean, we're I not quite at six weeks focused. yet, I don't think. I have, did you challenge yourself with any self-haircuts? Uh, I got my flatmate to kind of trim around my ears. Mm-hmm. Um, just because uh, when it sits on the ear, it gets a bit irritating. Um, I did my so she, No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, she very kindly um, you know, sat me outside on the balcony and chopped around my ears. Yeah, so you managed to do... You managed to do one. Uh, so I've not my my hair grows quite slowly. I, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I my hair used to be quite short, so I'm quite I'm relishing in letting my hair just slowly grow out. I'm just curious to see what it's going to look like after a while. I just kind of want yeah. to see. I want it to be long again. Um, my I cut my boyfriend's yesterday, which was terrifying. Okay. Um, so I buzzed for the first back. time. First time he was a bit mm-hmm. on the fence about asking me to do it, but he eventually asked me, and I was like, "That's fine. I can do that." <laughs> So I shaved the back, 
it looks okay. Uh, and then I cut some lump off around the ears because that was that was bugging him the most. And he loves it. He's, he's great. And he can't right. see the back of him anyway, so it's fine. But the entire time I was like, you have to promise not to bleed or cry or shout at me or anything if I do something wrong. Um, but we got through it. It was an bonding experience and one I wish never to repeat. Well, the bleeding would not be his fault. That's up to you. If, if he moved, that would be his fault. And that's what I would have <laughs> right. said to him. Thankfully, okay. there was no blood. So, <laughs> Good. You survived. Um, there, were, there, were no, there were no tears. No, but the barbers were open now. So he could have gone to a, a barber, but he wanted to experience the lockdown. Haircut. Okay, well... Experience. Then so, he, you know, if he's putting the scissors in your hands, um, there has to be kind of an understanding mm. that this is a lockdown haircut. And if he wanted a professional, he could go and get one. Yeah, we we were clever about it. Like I could, I always, I said like we can do little by little because we can always take away, but we can't glue it back yeah. on. So yeah, they, they, in the end, it turned out all right. I think. Yeah, I'm quite happy with it myself. But maybe I've got a new calling in life. Salon. Perhaps. Um, I do think hairdressers have a lot of training that they have to go through, though. I mean, it took me, what, like five minutes to YouTube <laughs> stuff? How hard can it be? <laughs> I'm sure it's very, very hard being hairdressers. Thank you for your work. Uh, this is why I always go to the same person, because I know what he does. I trust him. Um, yeah, it's nice. I used to have a really good one, but then they moved. And now I've been on the quest now to find my next oh, hairdresser. No, I mean, did they move that far? Oh, out of the country. So. Oh yeah. Okay. No, there's no. There was no following them. Or at least my hairdresser's been at various salons. Uh, uh, oh, just telling you he left the country <laughs> when when he hasn't. Yeah, I don't want to cut your hair anymore, James. Leave me alone. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> cut my hair. You do such a good job. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you found, have you picked up any new hobbies or skills or? Uh, while we've been on lockdown, not uh, not a new hobby. I have been learning to look, um, learning to cook vegetarian mm. meals. Uh, I've been using HelloFresh. Do you have any sponsors yet? Uh, not yet, but HelloFresh. If you're listening, yes, please. I'm really hungry. Send me some food. Yeah, so not a paid <laughs> advertisement, but um, I have been using their services to uh, cook vegetarian meals for myself. Yeah, um, I, I good. it's been really... a new thing for you then? Yeah, kind of. Um, I wouldn't call myself a vegetarian at this current point in time, um, but mm. definitely uh, phasing out meat and heading in that direction. Um, plus, if someone's going to bring you everything you need to make the meal and the recipe, why not just forego the meat? Yeah. Um, so it's been really interesting learning to make all sorts of uh, new things that I would never have made in the past. I haven't cooked a curry before, and I now have made several mm. various varieties and uh, with lots of different vegetables in it. Um, but yeah, it feels good to kind of cook with vegetables and learn some really different kind of things, making like mushroom burgers and all this, all these various curries and salads, and yeah, it's been good. Yeah. That. My partner's vegetarian. Um, I'm not, but I've been basically. I, I'm vegetarian in the house, but then when we yeah. go out to a restaurant or a pub or whatever, then I'll have meat, and it's actually working. I thought it would really bother me, but it hasn't at all. I I, I like meat, 
and I'm quite yeah. a picky eater, so there are still stuff that I won't eat. But like, I'm like, I'm growing up. I'm eating my vegetables. <laughs> I'm being a real grown up. <laughs> yeah, and I think I kind of do the same. Um, not that we were kind of going out to eat much, but um, mm. yeah, I kind of. That's kind of where I'm at. I think. Because yeah. even when, um, you know, if I was to order in a pizza, I might get meat on it. Um, but when I'm just going to the shops, like the days when I don't have HelloFresh because I don't get it for every day of the week, um, I kind of don't find myself getting much meat. So, yeah, it's a process and it's happening. Um, but yeah, <laughs> learning to cook has been good and um, it feels healthy. And I always put on some tunes and have a bit of a boogie in the kitchen. So, I was going to say, have you been able to dance at all, um, just for pleasure, while you've been on the dance? Do you uh, have space at the room? Yes, I've got some space in my room. Um, being a little outside of central um, and up north means I can get a little bit bigger uh, a room, as opposed to kind of for my money. Yeah. Um, and the nice thing about particularly kind of a few weeks back in lockdown, um, there have been lots of dance classes that people were offering online. Um, and even a few that my friends and um, previous teachers have been doing from South Africa. Um, so once you factor in the time difference, I've been able to join their dance classes um, and kind of do the dance classes I'm used to from back home, yeah, which nice. I haven't done in years. Uh, so that's been kind of really amazing. Um, and at the same time, kind of, since we're in such a kind of dis- digital world, uh, I've been speaking to my friends back home more than I would normally. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're all on Zoom and FaceTime. Um, so it's been nice kind of connecting with everyone back home while things have slowed down. Um, and there's less of an emphasis on face-to-face contact. My mother has um, discovered FaceTime. I don't know where she's been for the last 10, 20 years, but um, now because of lockdown, she's like, oh, every phone call must be a FaceTime. And, like Sometimes I just like, I don't want to be on FaceTime. I don't want to be on a Zoom call. I would rather just have a five-minute conversation over the phone and get it nip it in the bud. But she's like, yeah, first, it was, first she learned emojis, then she learned GIFs. Uh-huh. Now she's doing a lot of memes which is always fun um and she, yeah she's a she's a funny one my mum don't want you to see yeah, my mum has right now it's hungover <laughs> <laughs> my mum has not uh, progressed to gifs or memes um okay. but definitely big on the emojis and uh we're fairly good at scheduling calls so um there's no the surprise facetimes uh during the summer it's just one hour does it change? Uh, yeah, so when our clocks change, their clocks do not. Oh, okay. uh, of course they do change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait. Because um, we're on British summertime now. Yes, I guess we are. Yes. So it's just, uh, just one hour time difference. And then usually it's two. So they're a little bit ahead of us. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. I thought in my head it was a lot bigger than that. But uh, there we go. Learning. They're just straight down. Um, so the nice thing about flying home is that uh, there's no real jet lag because the time difference is so, so minimal. 
in normal times, how often would you normally go back to visit? About once a year. Mm-hmm. It's kind of ideal. Um, you ever come I went, over here? Yes. Uh, my entire family had plans to come over at various times. Uh, um, to see the show, to see the end of the tour. My sister didn't get to see it. My dad didn't get to see it. It will happen. And when it does happen, it's going to be even bigger, even gayer, even more druggier, <laughs> even more fab, because everyone wants to see stage and content and performance. And me and my partner were meant to go see Sister Act this year uh, for my birthday. And that's now not happening. It's happening next year. Hopefully, fingers crossed. And I swear to God, if Whoopi Goldberg or if Jennifer Saunders dies before I get to see it, I will. Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not that we old, wish- actually, So why would they die? But, um... <laughs> Hopefully, oh, you know, we wish them all the best health. All the best. Um, yeah, um, I'm sure they'll be fine. Fingers crossed. No, I think we're all gagging for a bit of theatre uh, again. So, bring it on. I think the, the real concern would be kind of scheduling conflicts with mm. people like that. You know, they have to take a chunk out of their time to be in a theatre show. That's Give what me sister like act. <laughs> <laughs> a no, musical I have not seen. On no, stage. no, have I? No. Okay. And it's very different. Well, not very different, but I think it's different from the film in parts. Mm. Could be wrong. Um, I think I'm right there. Uh, but I think it was two or three weekends ago we watched um, the oh, what was it called? Midsummer's Night Dream. The, uh, the not the Tate. Who did it? The, the National. British, yes, The National. Uh, and yeah. I'd never seen it before. And it was great. I mean, I can, uh, I actually really enjoyed it watching it from home as well, <laughs> rather than, because I'm six foot three. So sometimes when I go to the theatre, it's quite uncomfortable. So actually watching yeah. theatre from the comfort of my home was quite nice, but not quite the same as the in-person feeling of actually yeah. watching a live performer. But you do get to see some uh, really cool things. Kind of, I watched Fleabag. Um, yes. Which I would, don't think I would have gotten a ticket to. No. Uh, well, I didn't get a ticket to it when I was on because it was hugely popular mm. um, and sold out. So, but now I got to see it. Sat at home. Yeah, it was, was great. great. We also watched um, Nina Conti, the um, ventriloquist, I can never say this word, ventriloquist um, comedian. Ventriloquist. Ventriloquist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's the one with the uh, the monkey puppet, uh, and she did like a live Zoom performance where you'd okay. sign in, and then certain people were part of the actual interactive audience, and we just happened to be part of it. So that was really cool. So that's something we would never would have had to had had this not happened. But like I say, yeah. not the same as being in a real theatre comedian stand up arena arena arena. God, for someone who wants to do a podcast, I'm terrible at talking. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, what question I am asking a lot of people is, when everything goes back to normal, 100%, what's one of the first things you want to try and get out there and do? I can't wait to go swimming. Yes! Um, yeah. So, I mean, I have gone for a dip in the men's pond at the Heath. Is that open now? Uh, yes, I did that on Sunday. You have to book a little time slot. Oh, um, but one can now do that. Uh, but then I'm a part of Out to Swim. Oh, yeah. The queer swimming club. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we can get back to training soon. I did water polo um, with them very briefly, but it was not okay. good for me. But really miss swimming. Well, Come maybe you should try Synchro is another thing that uh, they offer. 
<laughs> yeah, my I am not a dancer. I am not a. I don't think I do it very well in the water, let alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that so what you I do, do with synchro them? Synchro with them, and then I do swimming as well. Oh, that's cool. But synchro you... is lovely. How how do you even begin that? Like I can't. Like you're in water and you're upside down. And you've got to do everything at the same time because you're synchronized. Obviously, how does one even start training, learning that? Does um, being a dancer help with that? Yeah. Uh, there, so there are skills that I have that, um, you know, I can pick up choreography, I can keep time, and I am flexible. It's a few of the kind of things that help with synchronized swimming. But we have some fantastic co- coaches who kind of took us through everything. So you do like a beginner's course for a couple of weeks. Um, and you learn all the various skulls um, that keep you afloat, like on your back. Or mm. help you move kind of feet first across the water or head first across the water. Um, or like rotating around. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's uh, a lot of fun and a really nice kind of outlet. Um, because I miss being at the sea, having grown up um, by the beach. Um, so it's nice to kind of put my dance skills and my love of water together mermaid nice is the team is it all gendered or is it mixed or is it uh guys and girls uh it's mixed um it's not even uh some people are just allies um okay yeah um not everyone is queer in the synchro team i think for the most part this one is all queer and the water polo team i assume i don't know i'm not in the water polo team um but yeah it's a really nice like mixed crowd um so yeah hopefully getting back to that soon I mean, yeah i mean that would be that and then obviously my job yeah and performing <laughs> <laughs> i remember bumping into you at mighty hoopla last year in a fantastic fringe outfit were you planning on going this year uh i was not working? gonna go because we were going to be Oh, if we've lost me. Oh, yeah, um, oh, you haven't lost me. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out... Um, w- oh, sorry. I had a, another phone call come through. Um, Do they not know you're in a then, very important recording right now? <laughs> and then, like, the buttons are all really confusing. Like, which one of these buttons makes that call go away without ending this one? Um, are you on an iPhone? I think it's just the side one, I think. There was... There was oh, oh. There were three options, and it, I felt overwhelmed. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I was not going to be at Mighty Hoopla this year because we were going to be touring Europe uh, for, for the month of July, June, June. I think Hoopla is in June. Um, there were other festivals that I had planned to be at and had started putting together some costumes for. Uh. Um, and now Sync the Pink has been cancelled again so they postponed that and then cancelled it so I have a whole outfit for that but I don't know when I will wear it everyone's going to be so Um, ready though like the moment that we can do it it's like yes I have this ready now like no pre-planning I'm not ready because I haven't put like I haven't finished the looks because I haven't needed to so can we expect more fringe? Uh, yes always (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, love me some fringe. 
I'll have to share um, that on the, uh, the, the the Instagram. It was a great image. I remember just like watching you just around the field, just like shaking around. <laughs> just twirling because, um, I mean, I made a t-shirt for Hoopla last year, um, cut it all up and then washed it so that the kind of strands didn't look like they'd just been cut and kind of like they were a bit more focused as opposed to cutting it on the day. Um, mm-hmm. And then I beaded each of those cut pieces of fabric which i think feels quite like 90s yeah like beaded clothing mm-hmm. um be i'm sure my sister had like a t-shirt that was beaded um and that gives it some like weight and then so like when i twirl it just yeah no no you're a click clacks a little bit nice oh well uh, hopefully the world will soon get to see your new masterpieces whatever they may be beaded or otherwise <laughs> yeah hopefully soon or just i'll just have to save everything for next year yeah exactly and it will happen and yeah. when it does it's going to be bigger and better and everyone's going to have more fun because we all really want it uh Martin, unfortunately, all the concert are... tickets yes, oh, no. concert tickets. So, no, yeah. it's cool. um we are unfortunately coming to the end of the podcast but is there would you like to share any how if people if you want people to find you how can they find you or would you rather yeah. stay anonymous <laughs> um, i'm on instagram and twitter at marty charlie m-l-t-i-c-h-a-r-l-i cool and you can go there to see all of his fantastic uh, pictures from your shows and your all your mighty hoopla and significant outfits which are yeah the cool. theaters i've toured to and the costumes and bits and pieces that i wear out and about for big nights out <laughs> Nice. Well, thank you again for being a part of this new podcast project. Um, it's great to Anytime. hear what you do, what you've been doing, and all your great work as a carer as well, which is really inspiring. Um, thank you. Hopefully, maybe I'll see you at the ponds now I know it's open. Yes, you just have to book a time slot, but um, now that the weather is fantastic, um, I can't wait to get back in yeah. to the, the pond right to and pools eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, Martin, we'll we'll say goodbye. Um, But thank you very much for joining us today. Awesome. Thank you, James. Take care. No worries. Bye. Cheers.